Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It has come to this. Video games have completely changed the face of sports. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. I've played video games in my day. I've wasted plenty of time in my day. But in the last week... We have not only an NFL Pro Bowl quarterback having his desire questioned largely because of video games, we have a story about angry video game fans flooding a phone line to complain about said video game being front page ESPN.com news. What alternate universe have we entered? It is Ken Levick alive. It is Friday here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. And John Levine, Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the uncomfortable and uh, very, very humid Intracoastal Radio Life Partner, Friday Night Lights, Don Lebanowitz. He runs this catastrophe until two o'clock. Friday finale. J Mart comes up at one o'clock. Uh, Kyler Murray addressed the media yesterday. By the way, a Kyler Murray who no longer has his independent study clause in his contract. Uh, the the PR surrounding that, not great. Didn't make Kyler Murray look good. Didn't make the Cardinals look good. Now the independent study clause is gone. And even that doesn't look good because what it comes down to is why. Like, why was it there? And then why did they take it out? And it just seems like there's a circus. It's The Arizona Cardinals franchise is a circus. Now, for me, I've spent the last couple of days trying to defend the Arizona Cardinals. And, hey, you made a big investment. If you don't think this guy is good at studying, he's only 24 years old, this could help him. I have not heard, read, seen one other human being that has been on board with me. Like, not one. Like, I am on an island. You know in Dubai where they have basically created those islands out of sand at the bottom of the uh, of the Arabian Sea? Like, that's me. I'm by myself on one of those islands in Dubai while everybody else is in the desert paradise. I have not seen one person support me. You either think... Kyler Murray is lazy, and it's an indictment on his character. You think the Arizona Cardinals are just a dopey franchise, uh, and now that it's gone, you're just left scratching your head. So I understand that I'm in the vast majority to a point where it's only me. Like, simply only me <laughs> that was trying to put a positive face on the entire saga. I, and, and I think I, I, I joined you. and I You don't think, started to come around well, a little bit. Well, what I mean is I, don't, I haven't heard anybody else bring up Call of Duty. Yeah, so so you're talking about he might need medication and he needs help and he's a young boy, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to go like the ADHD <laughs> route. <laughs> when in reality, it might have just been Call of Duty. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that. And I'm the one who's like, like, oh, I know he, what he's playing. I know how much time he's being taken up because he's playing Call of Duty, right? He's playing Warzone. And it's like, I haven't heard that take either now that but, you say but that. But your take is probably much more on than mine. Like, <laughs> I, I took something I thought was a good stance. And it has not been validated by anybody. Like, not not anybody. Yeah, but but it's validated by a kid who's a year younger than he is. Like, I know it's hard for kids to study, and I only speak... Now, he's a professional football player, and mind you, getting almost $200 million guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, 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 but there's sure. a slight difference, yeah. but at the same time... I know what his brains, his brain levels at. Like I know, like what kind of kid he is. I guess. And he's a gamer. He's a gamer. He and wants to sit down. Gamer. He wants to play video games. But you were talking about the amount of time that he spends playing video games. It, it you can track it because he's on Twitch. Yep. He's he's playing video games. If you're not familiar with Twitch, it's basically a streaming service that you can hook up to uh, your. I don't know. How do you console your console? Whether it's your PC, your PS5, yeah, or your sure. Xbox One, and it's easier when it's your your PC, obviously, because you can just basically 
Uh, you can mirror whatever you're playing on your PC. It goes out. Basically, you can talk over and communicate with people while you're playing video games. They can see what you're doing. It's a very lucrative concept. It's actually a lot more widespread than you'd probably think. It's very popular, and Kyler Murray is someone who is prominently on that. So, again... The video game, him spending a lot of time as a gamer, potentially raising red flags about his preparation for games, that probably explains the independent study clause a lot more than me supporting said independent study clause and saying, hey, you know, it's probably good for Kyler Murray because it gives him some structure. Again, something that not a single other living, breathing organism on this planet has actually joined me in trying to make the case for. Okay, I'll acknowledge it. I was probably wrong. Now, The clause doesn't exist anymore. Kyler Murray addressed the media about this independent study clause, the homework clause, for the first time yesterday in Arizona. And I think it's pretty safe to say Kyler Murray was a little bit defensive. Here's Kyler. There's multiple different ways to watch film. And, you know, of course, we all watch film. That's not, um, that doesn't need to be questioned. Um, but it's, again, I, you know, I, I refuse to, to let my work ethic, my preparation be um, being questioned. You know, I've put an incomprehensible amount of uh, time and, and blood, sweat, tears, and work into what I do, uh, whether, whether it's football or baseball. You know, people can't even comprehend the amount of time that it takes to, to do two sports at a high level in college, you know, let alone do it, you know, be the first person to do it ever at, at my size. It's like I said, this is um, it's funny, but I, you know, to, to those of you out there that believe that I'd be standing here today in front of y'all without having a work ethic and without preparing, I'm, I'm honored that you think that, but um, it it doesn't exist. It's not it's not possible. It's not possible. So um, that's all I have on that. If y'all want to talk about football or. Um, anything else now when someone in that tone talking about something like that says it's funny they don't think it's funny yeah he he he, he doesn't um think it's it's funny now the point he's making and he expanded on it uh at a different point in that press conference yesterday was that hey and this was the point i was making this week is that this dude is uber talented ultra talented this is a guy who is the only person to ever quarterback his way through Texas high school football with an undefeated record, 42-0. Nobody else has ever done that in the history of the sport in that state in high school football. Not one. Nobody has ever, in the same year, won a Heisman Trophy and got drafted top 10 in Major League Baseball. Nobody's ever done that, and there's a chance nobody will ever do that. Isn't they Orange Bowl versus Bama? Made the playoffs? Yeah. They were hard Yeah, made stadium. the playoffs. Yeah. Was that that game? Made the playoffs. So this is a guy who is, we're talking elite of the elite, all time, one of the greats, okay? Not to mention he's a guy who did all of that, and he is, the consensus on him is that he's undersized. And he's done all of that. So this is what I'm saying. This is a guy who's been a freak of nature. He has been able to just ball multiple sports, his entire life, because he is a freak of nature. So pardon him if maybe, just maybe, the innate ability to sit down and study film and break down all the intricacies isn't there because his entire life he's been able to not only overcome but easily overcome any sort of lack of preparation that might have presented itself because he's just a damn genetic minority freak from the athleticism perspective he just owns so listen i don't think he's a perfect he's perfect in preparation i think his video game time probably suggests that okay i think i was onto something there where if there's a deficiency in his preparation it's again because everything's come so easy to him I can't think of a better analogy than me who got over 30 on their ACT, but I struggled at times in high school because there were moments in high school where I actually was required to study. I actually needed to. And guess what? That was late in my school life where I needed to actually sit down if things got hard enough for me to have to study. I didn't need to study a damn thing in grade school. A, 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 junior high. A, 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 got to high school. 
Then things started to get a little bit more difficult, AP classes, honors classes, things like that. And when it was time to study, didn't know how to do it because I'd never done it before. Yeah. And I think Kyler Murray's going through something similar right now. Sure. And I think ultimately he's right. I think a lot of the things he said in that that statement were like super accurate and almost shunned a lot of the things that people have been saying as far as he's the last one in and first one out. Well, that's such a common oh, moniker for a quarterback. I heard it this morning. And and, and I want to be I, – I, because there was a previous Florida Atlantic football coaching staff that they would get there at 5 a.m. and there'd be coaches that didn't leave until 10 o'clock at night. And guess what? They didn't win a damn thing. I mean, bingo. It's such – the the whole thought, and then and then there was a coaching staff that was there with a much maligned coach, uh, a guy who everybody thought was lazy and was just taking paychecks from FAU. Lane Kiffin, who would get there when he just wanted to, and then he'd leave when he wanted to. And guess what? They won multiple conference championships. So this whole first one in, last one out, that whole reputation in football is absolute nonsense. There's so much time wasting that can go on in a first one in, last one out. That is the most asinine meatball football uh, expectation that lives and breathes today. Yeah, so, so you're teeing me up to, to, to put a drive 300 yards down the fairway because it's all about building a narrative for yourself. That's why guys show up first and they're the last to leave. I think that's stupid. I, I used Jeremy Chin as an example. The P- Carolina Panthers starting safety. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's the best defender on their Your team. Your teammate at, at Southern Illinois. My teammate at Southern Illinois. He was, from the jump, first one in, last one out. But when he was a freshman, I mean, he was sculpted like a Greek god. And he started to get that narrative before it was even true. It was more so like the coaches wanted to push that narrative out and wanted to create that monster to the media, to opponents watching film. Like, this kid is a grinder. So all Jeremy had to do was just follow suit. Mm-hmm. If I do show up at 6 and I do leave at 7, they're going to tell every single one of these NFL scouts that comes in looking for me that I'm first one in, last one out. You're right about time-wasting. Who knows if he's even, you know, in there watching film. He could be sitting in his coach's right. office shooting the crap about this and that. So and many coaches that. like to talk about, oh, I sleep in my office, things like that. Well, what are you doing? Why is it? Why, if, if your preparation is done, if your job is done, why are you spending so much time sure. in the office? So this is why the focus on Kyler Murray, I, I just, it, you've got to take all this stuff with a grain of salt. You, you do because Kyler said that it'd be hilarious to think that we don't actually watch tens of hours of film a day. Like we're in here grinding. So if you were to take someone who's in there from 8 to 4 watching film compared to someone who's in there from 6 to 6 watching film, they've probably watched yeah. the same amount of film, minutes to hour. Like, Stone, I get in here probably on average 10, 30, 10, 45 sure. every day, right? I could, if I really, really, really hoofed it in the morning, got the kids off to camp, get in here by 9.45 and be like, all right, let's prepare for the show. There is not a chance that we're spending from 9.45 to 11.59 preparing for the show. It's going to be a lot of bleep around time. <laughs> I we're, mean, we're, like, we're just going to act like, as Dabo Swinney would put it, slap bleeps and just be rolling around here. So I get in at 10.45 and guess what we do? We get an hour of prep in, actually maximize our time as opposed to me just kicking my feet up and hanging out. Sure, That's and not work. Sure, and if we were going from 9.45 to, to whatever, 11, we'd be done. Right, we'd be we everything would be so then we just go slap bleep it up around the office. Bingo, and yeah. that's what guys are doing when they're the last one out. They've got all the work done, but now it's time to slap D around and do all this. Uh, so it's hard to pinpoint. There are a few exceptions that are in there and addicted to the film, right? Like a right, Peyton Manning, right? But come on, there, there's there's five of those guys in the league. Just accept. That. All I'm saying now that we're apparently done with Kyler Murray and uh, homework clause gate, okay. All I'm trying to say is that football fans do not be fooled by first one in, last one out. Because it literally means nothing other than the fact that they are the first one in the building and the last one out the door. What matters is what's being done when you're in the building. So if you're the 20th person in and the second person out, you could have someone who absolutely filled their preparation tank and they're ready to go. You could have someone first one in, last one out who just bleeped around for... 13 hours, it does not matter. So do not get caught in that, whether it's a player saying that, whether it's a coach saying that, whether it's a scout saying that, whether it's an evaluator saying that. I have been around football for way too long, especially at the college football level. Stone played it 
for me to get fooled by the first one in, last one out nonsense that gets thrown around. Football fans, they love the fantasy. Yeah. They love the fantasy. Exactly. Guy gets in, nose to the grindstone, watching film, lifting weights, getting it in. They love that fantasy. That is largely a myth because it does not matter when you get there or when you leave. It's what happens when you're actually there. What production are you putting in? Love it. Here's a tip for fans watching football. If the commentator deems this guy as a first one in, last one out guy, what, what it's enabling him to do is when he makes a play that they can go on the instant replay and Tony Roma can break down, oh, he must have been watching film. He was able to close that gap from the safety of the corner to play in cover two. Okay, I'll tell you this right now. 80% of it was probably instinctive, right? Yeah. He's been playing cover two since he was 15 years old. He was just able to get into a backpedal, realize, hmm, I'm supposed to be playing cover two. I'm going to try to close this gap. He wasn't thinking about the film he was breaking down on Tuesday, but that is a fantasy thing that commentators, right, and media like to do. Like, oh, he was watching film. Like when we break down these Ed Reed, Peyton Manning, how they used to watch film against each other. I'm not going to lie to you. I think half of that's made up. Like a lot of it is just based off of instinctive play. Jalen Ramsey, he's worked on his technique, and that comes from film like Deion Sanders. But 90% of the time, he's out there just getting busy on what he knows how to do. He's better than everybody else. Honestly, film study, I think, and preparation is an important part of succeeding in pro sports. But I would say if you're elite, if you're championship level, if you're the best of the best, and I'm just making up this number, but <laughs> but I think that instinct is the vast majority over preparation. Preparation's one thing, instinct is another. That's a stone cold fact, dude. That I is mean, a stone I just, cold and I almost fact. think it would be like a 70-30. I'm with, I'll sign off on that. I will sign off on that. 70-30. And I'm not trying to undercut the preparation discussion. We're just saying okay? don't buy into the narrative. Right. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not supporting Kyler Murray here. Does he clearly have preparation deficiencies? Probably. If his organization uh, had the, the guts to put in an, a, 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 a homework clause into his contract, chances are there was something there. Okay? A little bit of a red flag. You've seen the numbers, the Twitch numbers, the amount of yeah. time he games. Yeah. It is astounding. It is astounding even by the standards of a 24-year-old man, a young Mm 24-year-old guy with money, even by those standards, it's a lot of time. So, yeah, is there a problem there? Sure, absolutely. But what I'm saying is that we're getting so caught up in throwing this lazy narrative towards Kyler Murray when in reality, in a lot of instances, you either got it or you don't. You either got it or you don't. And what sounds like me backing Kyler Murray is me simply saying, he's got it. There's no doubt he's got it. He's always had it. This is a guy who was a quarterback in the playoffs last year, okay? And maybe, just maybe, the laziness isn't so much lazy as it is he doesn't properly know how to prepare because he's never had to do it. And if he does make some alterations, then who knows what the guy's ceiling's going to be, okay? That's all I'm saying about Kyler Murray. Brad is in Hope Sound. Brad's on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Brad? Hey, uh, Ken. What's going on? Bro? What was it you said? What was it you said? Kyler was the only person to ever do. You're moving at 100 miles an hour, brother. Yeah, bro. Texas, uh, the Texas. only person to ever go undefeated as a quarterback in the state of Texas and win the Heisman and get drafted top 10 in Major League Baseball. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I didn't hear the uh, quarterback in Texas. You're talking about in high school, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in high school football in Texas. Yeah. So he's the only one who who ever did that. I believe it, Allen High School. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I was going to bring up Bo Jackson because he he could have gone to both pro sports and he won the Heisman. Oh but yeah. Never mind. I thought. No, no, you're good. You, but Brad, it's funny you bring up Bo Jackson because when I was saying that that Kyler Murray is this unbelievable freak of nature, uh, I almost brought I, I almost brought up. Uh, or almost claimed Kyler Murray is the single greatest athletic specimen that we've seen modern day, but then I didn't say it because of the man you just mentioned, because that, that award goes to Bo Jackson for all time. Very good. That comes out of my era, and I appreciate that. Thank you, <laughs> You got it. You got it. That Bo Jackson is the unadulterated king of being a complete freak of, uh, of nature. Was I, ta- was I talking 100 miles an hour? Um, I thought I was pretty clear and concise. Pretty clear and concise. Nothing you normally don't do. I was going to say, how's it any different from how I usually speak or talk? Right. I didn't think I went auctioneer mode. Whatever. Here's the point of why I bring up Kyler Murray, though, and the video games. Because I go on the front page of ESPN.com today, as I do every single morning, or on the free ESPN app, where you can hear us, by the way. All you have to do is find live stations, ESPN West Palm, and boom, you hear us right there on the app. 
This is a story from Michael Rothstein. Do you have a problem with one of the ratings in EA Sports Madden NFL 23? Now there's a place you can take your gripes that isn't social media. The company launched a ratings hotline on Thursday where fans, players of the game, and theoretically actual NFL players could call to complain or make other comments about the latest Madden ratings, which were announced earlier this month. EA Sports said some people who call might be able to talk to one of their adjusters live. And if their arguments are valid and proven, there's a possibility that feedback could influence a shift in a player's rating. Emma Waldron, an employee in the Content Strategy and Partnerships Division of Madden, tweeted Thursday night that the hotline had received 1,000 calls in its first day of operation. So I want to make something abundantly clear. Madden, the new Madden is coming out. The ratings have come out. The ratings, by the way, that have been covered extensively on ESPN, on SportsCenter, on First Take, the same ratings that have been causing players like Dolphins Pro Bowler Xavier Howard to be upset, openly angry, speaking to the media, proclaim that EA Sports and Madden always underrate the Miami guys. This is a video game that has completely taken over every facet of the sport and has become a video game, an apparent mirror into real life. Madden ratings are now used by fans and by the actual players who were portrayed in the game as a means of how much to value said player. It's incredible. Madden has completely taken over the NFL. It is a video game, and you have 1,000 people who took the time yesterday could be doing something else, helping cure cancer, start a food drive, take care of their kids, go over to grandma's house. But instead, what did they do? They called EA Sports to complain because Mac Jones doesn't have a high enough rating, because Kyler Murray doesn't have a high enough rating, because Matthew Stafford didn't get his proper video game respect. Think about that. Think about that. That's when you know that something has gotten massive and probably too massive. Madden is football. Football is Madden. They're one in the same now. Now, now, I, I guess I'll go the opposite route and, and go to bat for Madden because thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars are put into this game by people. There's a thing called Madden Ultimate Team. Mm-hmm. and that's, you know, There's world championships that are played for this yeah, thing. Yeah, you guys are playing one game of Madden for $75,000. Like, and and I, I, went, I think I went through my phase where, where like, and I think as on a football team, it's easy to create a franchise mode and kind of just kind of have your own cult that you play each other, whether you gamble on it, whether you want to see whose team's better, this and that. So, so I, I understand who's out there putting that time and money into the game. And if some of the stats are, are off a little bit, and you know. You know what I say? Who call? cares? I mean, I know, but. Who if, cares? If somebody's Should a Xavier diehard, Howard if, at training camp be worried about what his Madden rating is? No, not no, not necessarily. But I think if you're a diehard Dolphins fans and 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 you're playing with Xavier Howard and he's on Xavier your team, Howard has six figure checks hit his checking account every week. Right. I, I'm going to bat. I'm, I'm trying to defend the nerds. And if they know Xavier Howard's catchability on Madden is an 82, when really it should be an 89, and that's what you're complaining about, I guess. To, your, to their standards, they have the right to call in and try to fix it. I mean, Chad Ochocinco now is a Madden ratings adjuster, and a lot of the guys take him seriously doing it. Like, he shows up to Steelers camp, and he, he has a say in some of this stuff, and I like following that on social. I, I, he makes kind of a I, mockery out of it. I want, to, I want you to hear what you're saying right now. <laughs> I know. I know you what I'm are, saying. You are, and I'm paraphrasing, you are saying, hey, these guys have the right to call a video game company because the fake version of themselves is becoming real the fake version of themselves doesn't have a high enough rating the fake version of themselves (laughs) that is controlled its movements and its actions 
buy a controller, a digital version of themselves, does not have a high enough rating. <laughs> they have every right to call the video game company to get a higher rating. That is what you just said, paraphrase. And I want you to let that rattle around in your brain, in- and I want you to think about how damn stupid Stupid that sounds. In 10 years, you're going to be strapped into some device, taking handoffs from Tua Tagovailoa, feeling what it's like to get hit by Darius Leonard. Like, that's where we're going. Like, you're saying it's a fake video game, but, like, we're inching towards well, hopefully it's not things. behind this current iteration of the Dolphins' <laughs> offensive line, because that's going to hurt my ribs. It will hurt your ribs. That's how real it's going to be. I understand it's fake and it's controller, but... I think they're getting pretty damn good at some of this technology and what they're starting to build. So a thousand people, there's a reason they opened up the hotline because they knew a thousand people were going to call. So like it's so it's such so active on social media that they're like, all right, let's open the floodgates, let the nerds come in. Maybe some of them have actually good advice. We know at this point I'm old and washed, so maybe this oh, yeah. is a generational gap that I'm experiencing. I do know what it's like though to have your life overtaken by a video game. I do know what it's like. I don't think I've gone to that extent where I'm calling the video game company because I'm upset with someone's rating. Back in 1994, I'm not calling the EA offices because Natron Means didn't have a proper rating in the San Diego backfield, okay? Your techno bowl was glitching. Uh Uh-huh. Ah, Bo Jackson, Neil Anderson, not fast enough in my techno bowl. But what I'm saying is that I have been there from a, I'm spending way too much time on this video game. And it brings me back to my junior high days and a game called Kirby's Dream Land. Nice. Do you have any idea? I do. Okay. So this is embarrassing because I want you to think about the video games that have taken over your life. I want one video game. Find one video game because I don't want someone calling and rolling off 97 titles. Okay. We get it. You live in your own filth. You were a virgin. You, you, you were a virgin, and you're eating Cheez-Its with crumbs all over your pants, <laughs> well, okay? Let's not go after those guys. Like, your, your game was Kirby. But just so. one. <laughs> so so <laughs> you were the virgin. I should not cast stones here. <laughs> but but Kirby's Dreamland. it was the first game I ever beat. The first game Ooh. I ever beat. And it took it took over at least three months of my, my entire life. Like, my parents... Would just assume, oh, he's on the Nintendo playing Kirby's. Yeah, and if he's, you lost, he's on the Nintendo. If you lost, would you have called in whatever hotline you could? I'd imagine you. you no, would've. but it, it it caused some dark days when there were levels <laughs> I could not get by, trying to figure it out. That was the early stages of the internet, so I'm trying to sneak on the old broadband to see yeah. if I can find any any hints online. You show up to homeroom really sad. Yeah, that that's still Stuck when they on had level three. Well, that's still when they had like um, Game Genie, where mm. uh, you, you know you could you could get uh, different tips. And I thought about spending a hundred dollars to go get uh, Game Genie to try and help me out some some cut corners. But Kirby's Dreamland was the game. Out of all the video games I've played in my life, sports games, action games, shooter games, all that stuff, Kirby's Dreamland took the most time out of my life of any video game I have ever played. I felt like Kyler Murray. I felt like these nerds who are calling EA Sports because they're upset with the Madden player ratings. What is a video game that has completely taken over your life for a time? What is a video game that has completely taken over your life for a time? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. For example, NCAA football 1997, or, uh, 2007. NCAA football 2007, Todd Jones tweets that in, and he says... In 2023, I'm back for it to take over again. His NCAA football is coming back out. Oh, so many people. So, so many, people many people are ready. Uh, Monica Agadello, she tweets in Duck Hunt okay. on Nintendo. Respect. Now, the interesting thing about Duck Hunt is that Duck Hunt was, at least for me, part of a combo on Nintendo with Super Mario Brothers, the original Super Mario Brothers. I did not know anybody because Nintendo, the original Nintendo, would come with a gun as well. 
So that's where you would play duck hunt. Mm-hmm. And then you would miss a duck, and there would be a dog that popped up out of the grass and laugh at you, and you took shots at the dog. Um, and now that I think about it, maybe that did create violence in, in society. Trying to shoot the dog started everything. Um, but But I knew nobody who played duck hunt more than Super Mario Brothers. So that is stunning to me that Monica, who tweets in duck hunt, took over vast portions of my life. How did the original Super Mario not take over your life, which is a vastly superior game than Duck Hunt, and they are on the same cartridge. They are on the same damn cartridge. Yeah, I mean, she just took an interest in it. I think if you went to buy Duck Hunt right now, it'd be well over like $500. I feel like it's a a, a prized possession. Really? Or, I, I would think at this point. Everything, $500? Now, I, I wanted to say 200 but I, I wanted to go a little higher because if you were walking to a store, I don't think you're paying anything less than, than 100 bucks, $200 to get a duck hunt, like from N- N64, like the OG, the original version. I may be completely off. I doubt the duck hunt is costing that much. I wonder how much. I shouldn't much... have said 500 but I'll still go 100 to 200 Well, the, in original, yeah. maybe that's a different discussion because yeah, they do have the newer yeah. versions of the old Nintendo now. It's all scaled down. Uh, but Andrea tweets in Crash Bandicoot. I mean, ooh, banger. Crash Bandicoot, uh, an oldie but a goodie, took a lot of time in her life. So, in, in light of Kyler Murray having his life taken over by video games to a point where he needed a homework clause put in his contract that now is no longer there, and 1,000 people calling EA Sports yesterday because they're upset with Madden player ratings, I ask you, I want you to channel your inner nerd. What is a video game that has completely taken over your life for a time? It doesn't have to be a sports video game. It can be any type of video game. We've gotten Duck Hunt. We've gotten Crash Bandicoot. We've gotten NCAA football. We've gotten Kirby's Dreamland, for Christ's sake. That was mine. I'm actually embarrassed to admit it. He was a pink cream puff. Kirby was a pink cream puff. That was his character that sucked up different characters, and then took on their identities when he swallowed them in one fell swoop. That's right. I had three months of my time taken up by a pink digital cream puff. What is a video game that has completely taken over your life for a time? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter is open. We have a ton of social media interaction. At KLV1063. A video game that's completely taken over your life for a time. Let's get nerdy as hell on this Friday. He's still in the band it's Friday Night Lights. Proper nerd. I'm Ken Levicka. Embarrassing nerd. And I'm live on ESPN1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Uh-oh, just like Tyler Murray got defensive yesterday about questions in regards to his preparation, Stone Labanowitz right now, and for pretty much the entire final two minutes of that commercial break, getting defensive about an outrageous claim he made about the cost of the Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt Dual Nintendo cart- cartridge. Not outrageous. Price-wise, and we pointed out to Stone, he was not only wrong, but vociferously wrong, and now he's moving the goalposts and getting mad. Talking video games here got, today. Got numbers in front of me. Kyler Murray, video games are, I'm starting to come around on Stone's initial, his initial theory that video game play, video games, Twitch usage, led to the homework clause, the distrust of the Cardinals to put it in the Kyler Murray contract. I'm coming around on that. Kyler Murray loves video games. He loves gaming. There's no doubt about it. And 1,000, I'm going to repeat that, 1,000 human beings took time out of their day yesterday to call EA Sports to complain about the player ratings for the upcoming Madden video game. Think about that. 1,000 in our society called EA Sports because they were upset uh, upset with player ratings with Madden. Think about that. So video games have completely taken over. It is a time suck. It is a time waste. So I ask you, what is a video game that's completely taken over your life at a time? For me, it's Kirby's Dreamland. Kirby's Dreamland on Nintendo took a lot of my time away. I'm not, I'm not proud to admit it, but it did. 
A video game that's completely taken over your life for a time. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Now, Stone made the claim that Duck Hunt, the game with the Mario Brothers, the, the dual cartridge on Nintendo, the original would cost like, oh, $500, $500. Five, you go on eBay right now, $6.98. But you're getting defensive about it when we pointed it out to you, Dave MacGyver, Druda, and myself. I think what your issue is, is that you were wrong, A. And <clears throat> you guys it, are sending me cartridges. Yeah, that's I'm what we were talking how about. You, how are you going to play the game? Why are you sending me okay. something that you're just going to hang right. on your wall in a glass case? I have them right for, right here. An NES console bundle, 90 bucks, 140, 115. Oh, is that you 500? Want, is that 500? No, I then I said I I'm probably wrong. Let's go 100 to 200. Now we're looking at No, you NES said 500. Duck Hunt original bundle, 149.99. We're looking at 239 for the original NES bundle with Duck Hunt. Okay. Like how are you going to play that? You guys Stone, are sending me cartridges. Stone, you said 500. It's on tape. And then I said that was wrong. And then I said 100 to 200. Okay, I'm probably wrong. Refurbished Nintendo system with the gun, with the controllers, with Super Mario Duck Hunt dual cartridge, $195.99 at DK Oldies, whatever that is. Sure. That's all. So that's where I backtracked and landed to there. Okay. but That's you're, how you're going to play the game. You're, you're acting like you didn't say 500. I did say 500. And then I said that was wrong uh, probably 20 seconds after. And there's still $4,000 things if you want to go buy the nerd-style ones. Well, I don't know why you would do that. I have no idea why anybody <laughs> would do that. Monica would. By the way, if this isn't the most obvious thing in the world, like eBay, used Super Mario Brothers game, $9.99. Uh, eBay, $8.70. Uh, eBay, $12.99. Of course, Etsy is selling a Super Mario's Duck Hunt game for $62.00 the most Etsy thing imaginable. What is a video game that has completely taken over your life for a time? Mine was Kirby's Dreamland. What's your stone? What have you been caught up in? And I imagine it was probably a college dorm room. Oh, that's a good call. Because you're a pretty active dude, so I would have to think this was a college thing for you. Yeah, same thing. You know, uh, training camp or, or during the season, right? You're just getting home at 7 in your game. And so for me, it was Madden. I did have my Madden phase. And I really think that's where my degenerate stage started. Did you play or did you just do GM mode? It, no, it was life or death. Like, we played for oh, our livability. There's so stuff it, on the line, and, too. It, there's stuff on the line. In junior college, it, 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 really no rules, you know, really no supervision. Like, it, 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 got, <laughs> it got pretty, like, crazy. You know, how, how serious. Physical? We, very physical. Wow. Very physical. I could go on with stories, but, like, that's how serious Madden was. Like, we would play, like. You end up playing for money, playing our team, you know, put your team against one team. But really how you would play is it's exhibition, and you get three random trigger pulls. So when you got the teams in front of you, you press L, and then you get one random team spat out. You press it uh, one more time. So you get three tries right. to land on a team you want, <laughs> and then you, went he then you went head on. That's how it goes. That's how it goes in the streets. Uh, that's great. Did so, like, Madden was life or death for me. But if I had to give another one, it'd be Super, Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers on what? Uh, what For is me, that? it was GameCube. GameCube, but it okay. really kicked off with the Nintendo 64. Okay, and then it was really GameCube, and now you got kids playing it on the little Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or anything. The Nintendo DS also was on, but that was kind of like a, I think a, a so it integrated into our social lives. Like if you were a, the worst of your friend group, you couldn't sleep. You were a loser. So it's like you never, you always wanted to be the best. You didn't want to be the, the beta. Yeah, you well, just never wanted to be the beta. What is a video game that's completely taken over your life for a time? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Some fun on a Friday. Ernesto in Boynton. What's up, Ernesto? What's up, Ken? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have, I, yeah, I was a Madden guy when I, when they first came out. I was Madden down. And then Call of Duty. That's it. Those yeah. two were my Call of Duty and that. I mean, I call Call of Duty all of them. Call of Duty Pacific, Call of Duty, all of them. I love them all. We have a couple of Call of Duties on social media. Appreciate it, Ernesto. When I was in college, uh, the game I probably spent most time with, and it came out right before my freshman year of college, was 007. It was Goldeneye. Ooh, and great one. On Fridays after classes, we would take the game console down, uh, and it was Xbox. Take it down to uh, the the main dorm, uh, like, I don't know, social area. Sure. Hook it up to the TV down there, and there would be 40 or 50 of us lined up ready to play different rounds. Winner stays on. Exactly. Yeah. And it was awesome. Like, it, it was awesome. It never got physical. 
It never got physical. I find that hard to believe. It didn't get physical. I went to Valpo. It's like a Lutheran-affiliated <laughs> school, so there wasn't yeah. going to be, uh, you know, they, they, these were people that I went to college with that were wearing T-shirts featuring their favorite disciple. Okay, uh-huh. So there wasn't going to be any punches thrown, and not like your no-rules juco that you went to Gross. out of high school. So for 007, we actually built a cardboard split-screen thing because it did get physical when, you know, I'm surprised you didn't mention screen watching. Like when we would play Goldeneye and we would be you know free for all it's four people playing at a time i get to screen watch i know exactly where you're hiding and what door you're hiding behind because i'm looking at your screen so that's when i would get punched in the face I was gonna by say, my brother that's that's where you're gonna get beat up yeah absolutely and, and like, it was like you would get beat up so we had to build a cardboard thing mm-hmm. you know two pieces of cardboard and you had to be two feet from the tv or else you were gonna get punched in the face for cheating what is a video game that's completely taken over your life in west palm it's mario mario's on ken levick alive hey mario it's me, Mario. <laughs> well done. Um, yeah, so uh, SOCOM U.S. Navy SEALs, like one through three, was when I was in like seventh grade. I okay. was like, I was not doing, not doing homework, not doing anything. <laughs> I almost failed seventh grade from that game. <laughs> really? Oh man! So, yeah. So what system was that? <laughs> that was PS2, man. Yes. Like I. I was so good at it that I was, like, getting beta tests in the mail from them, and they wanted me to go to, like, oh my Korea and play the people. And then I was like, you know, I think I'll just, I think I'll just fail seventh grade and just not do any of that. So, and now it's war zone. I would have done the same thing. If I'm getting offered trips to Korea in seventh grade, I'd be like, sorry, Mom, Dad, I'm out. Peace. Yeah, Mario, how much? I saw what happened. Go ahead, go ahead. Mario. No, you go ahead. Oh, um, I, now I'm on Warzone, man. It's it's uh, yeah, so it's not ruining my life anymore, though. But <laughs> that's what I was gonna ask about Warzone, Mario. In an average game on Warzone, when you drop in, how long? Let's say you let's say you place fourth. How long does that session take? At least an hour. At least an like, hour. So if somebody like I, I yeah. said earlier in the week that Kyler, let's say he play, let's say he gets you know back to his home, his apartment at six p.m. He's getting off the game at 11, and yeah. he's only played four or five games. Right, and it's felt like the snap of a finger. Yeah, it does. It, you, you, that time absolutely melts away, and appreciate it, Mario. Not getting beta tests and offered trips to Korea in seventh grade. That's like next-level stuff. His parents screwed him. Yeah. Imagine where he'd be right now in the, in the age of video games. It, he was right before the gamer boom where yeah, you can yeah. actually make significant money. SOCOM was, you know, the moder- the Call of Duty in 04, 05. Oh, man. Come on, Mario. You got screwed. We'll keep taking your, your uh, social media and your calls. What is a video game that's completely taken over your life for a time? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. I need to cover this because we are on, for most NFL teams, day three of training camp. And I tell you, we are already seeing things that are driving me insane. Broad declarations, absolutes, people. It is day three of training camp. Adam Beasley, formerly the Miami Herald, and I'm a big fan of Adam. I like Adam an awful lot. Does a very, very good job. He is now with uh, with Pro Football Network. Okay, I want you to listen to what he wrote yesterday about Tua Tungavailoa. Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa will never be Justin Herbert. He isn't six foot six, two hundred and thirty six pounds with a cannon for an arm, and that's okay. Tua does other important things better than Herbert, including accuracy and timing. But as Thursday's training camp practice demonstrated, Tung of Iolowa will probably forever have some limitations when the elements are a factor. The heat wasn't the issue Thursday and probably never will be for the Hawaiian, but the wind was. The goalpost flags <laughs> ah. were flying, and during team drills, Tung of Iolowa threw directly into the wind. That wind impacted a number of his throws, including his biggest completion of camp so far, a 45-yard hookup with Tyreek Hill. The ball fluttered and was significantly underthrown. Credit Hill for adjusting to it and making a play. Tua later nearly had a pick when he threw late across the middle with Brandon Jones able to close on a ball that didn't have the necessary zip. It was one of two dropped interceptions that Dolphins defense had on passes thrown by Tonga Vailoa, who unofficially completed 5 of 9 for 108 yards. Nick Needham outmuscled Preston Williams for inside leverage on an in-breaking route and should have had the pick. This isn't meant to dump on Tonga Vailoa. It is. Who had several excellent throws Thursday, including a dart to Hill across the middle early in practice. By the way, that comes in paragraph 11 
of this piece. <laughs> it's just an acknowledgement of reality. The Dolphins have games in Chicago, Buffalo, and New England during the season's last two months. Playing in the AFC East means he'll have to deal with bad weather for as long as he's the Dolphins' quarterback, and he has yet to consistently demonstrate he can. Who's he work for? Pro Football Network. Even in completions, even in completions, we're going to find a way to bag on Tua. It is stunning. It's day three of camp. But I'm not surprised because we're also the same people that off of a video of a fluttering football during a mini camp took that and ran with it to bag on Tua. Don't say to we. Crush Tua. We didn't do that. The majority. The majority. The peasants. It's so easy. And again, Adam is very good at what he does. But this, this is cheap. This is just so cheap. The first mention of a great ball to Tyree Kill comes in paragraph 11 of this. A completion, the main, the main focus of this piece from Adam Beasley is a ball that was completed to Tyree Kill. A ball that was completed. Good point. Tyree Kill, we have seen it so many times in his career. He's so dangerous on underthrown balls because he has the beat on the DB. The DB's off balance, and he comes back to get the ball, and then he does what he does best, and that's yards after the catch, making guys miss. Patrick Mahomes would purposely throw underthrown balls to Tyree Kill. Want to know why? Because it's smart. But when it's Tua, oh, his arm is so weak, it's like a noodle back there. Oh, the wind's going to take his ball. It's going to flutter. It's going to be knocked to the turf. Oh, the tornado's going to get his ball. Would you people stop it? And it's day three of camp. It's day three. I'm seeing video out of New England where Mac Jones is completing passes to Devontae Parker. Great. Great. You know what's going to happen? Devontae Parker is going to have a strained Achilles in week four like he always does. So enjoy it now. He's not going to give you anything of value when the games actually matter. I know that because I saw it. But hey, celebrate on day three of camp. Training camp is so damn annoying. Do not fall for these Tua teardown pieces. You're going to see them from everybody. On tweets from journalists, in columns, in features. Wait until you see the product week one. Two is the starter. Nothing's going to change that. Do not allow yourself to read these things and have the, the feeling in your stomach of dread. This is simply for clicks. And honestly... I, I, Adam's better than that. It's just such a, this isn't meant to bag on two. Yes, it is. The whole premise of it is you evaluating one singular pass that was a completion. That one singular pass that led you to say that he will struggle in November in Buffalo or November in New England. It's you cherry picking a full body of work of passes from a day and focusing on three of them. And then nitpicking those like it's the Zapruder film, like it's JFK's assassination. This is why training camp is the most annoying damn thing that ever goes on in football. And I'll say, he mentioned he was 5 of 9. That's, For 108, I'll take that! But, 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 but 5 of 9 means one or two racks of a drill. So that means he mm. comes in with the ones... Right. Throws nine balls in seven on seven and then steps out for the twos and threes. So this this Adam guy is watching Adam what, Beasley. Adam Beasley who who's watching three and a half minutes, four minutes of work where, you know, Tua is just kind of going to work. Maybe they're trying to get something done. The coach is telling him, Hey, you kinda need to throw some of these balls. They're giving us they're giving us this cover one, this, this, this you know, this man look. Let's work on some of this in breaking stuff, right? So like I don't see any of that stuff. Of there. course not. So Tua might be being told to throw certain balls. Work on a certain footwork style that he hasn't utilized yet. But nerd boys over there sit on the sideline watching underthrown balls and just doesn't have it, – it, it's so bad. It's so bad. Because there is so much that goes into it that if you didn't play ball that you should not be able to write I on. I just – my – my and I lived in that world, so I get it. And I was guilty of similar things, okay? But now that I'm, I'm distanced from it, and especially seeing some things through your eyes, uh, you're much more qualified to talk about that than I am. But I, I feel like, for me, when you focus on 
the first positive of Tua, 11 paragraphs in, and then have the gall right, to right. write, uh, this isn't meant to bag on Tua. No, it, 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 it is. The whole premise of your story is based off of two throws in training camp with wind, and you're applying it to what's going to happen in Buffalo, what's going to happen in New York, what's going to happen in Chicago. No, own it. Like This is a criticism of Tua. You, you, you are bagging on Tua. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of why the piece was written on Pro, Fo- Pro Football Network. Your training camp observations so far, what have you seen that's making you shake your head? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. It's Friday. He's still in the banner. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Alive on ESPN 1063. Getting closer and closer to the Friday finale here on Ken LaVica Alive. Jay Mart about to roll in here. I guess what I'm trying to say, going off on the Pro Football Network column about Tua is that on day three of training camp, if you're going to start taking, if you're going to start making declarations, and then you as the fan are going to start consuming these declarations and take them as as uh, foretelling doom, don't fall into that. Don't fall into that. Tua underthrowing Tyreek Hill for a 45-yard completion doesn't mean anything. When it comes to the games against the Jets on the road, the games against the, the the Patriots on the road, the games against the Bears on the road, it does not matter. Guess what? In those conditions, if he underthrows Tyreek Hill and Tyreek Hill catches one for 45 yards, guess what? I'm happy. Move Thumbs those chains. Up. Move good, them chains. Good times. Good times. You know what I, You know what I, advice I got? Save that for Reddit. Go go to the dark hole that Reddit is and debate the about cesspool. A, a debate about quarterbacks and you know accuracy because I don't want it on my Twitter timeline. Because then I see New England Mac Jones throwing it to Devontae Parker, who who was the the one completion he made in the in the end zone that <laughs> John U. Smith. Yeah, he hit John U. Smith and. Patriots fans are are hyperventilating over that. They're great throws. They're really, really good throws. They're really great throws. But I also think if that was Tua, uh, Johnny Smith had to go up and catch the ball in the back of the end zone over the defender. If that was Tua throwing it, it's ah off the mark. Defender had to adjust, uh, the, the the receiver had to adjust his body. It's all in the eye of the beholder. Patriots media are they love Mac Jones. They are conveying that to the fans. There is this propensity for media to tear down Tua. They are conveying that to the fans. Connotation, context matters with all of this. And I think largely with Tua, you're getting negative context. Whereas with Mac Jones, it's sunshiny, smiley context. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealthnet slash orthocare today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, as offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash orthocare. I tell you what, Stone, let's take a break. Let's get into the Friday finale. We'll have an EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week and the debut of our newest segment, the Friday News Dump here on Ken LaVica Live. He's Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken LaVica on a Friday, and we're live on ESPN 106.3.